0: Help me to make Kip your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey KIPP Nation, welcome back, welcome back. Thanks again for being a part of this podcast. I want to jump right into it because I have a lot to cover today and I want to be cognizant of the time that you have. I hope that you are listening while you are driving or cooking or washing clothes or uh, some other activity where you can double down on uh, taking care of something you need to take care of while you're listening to my voice. And I'm hoping that the information, the impartation that uh, God releases today will bless you. Today, I want to talk from the topic, biblical entrepreneurs. And last week, we talked about um, the topic, what does God, what does the Bible say about entrepreneurs? What does the Bible say about entrepreneurs? And I gave you some points and things, that I'm not going to go back over that. You can always go back and listen to that, but I believe that this message uh, will help to enlighten or open up what I shared with you last week. So let me again, restate this so that we get on the right page, get on the right page. And then I'm gonna really fill this in a little later on. An entrepreneur is one who makes a practice of solving problems or developing solutions that benefit the world. An entrepreneur is one who makes a practice of solving problems or developing solutions that benefit the world. Now, let me start with this, and I probably should have said this last week. Am I saying that everyone in the world is an entrepreneur? By no stretch of the means. There's some of you that will never be entrepreneurs, but then there are others of you who have been called to be entrepreneurs. And there are people that are called into ministry but there are also people who are called to be entrepreneurs. And so in the world, we kind of work on two planes. We work on what we call an ecclesiastical plane that's in the church, but we also work outside of the church and we call that the marketplace. And so in each arena, people have a different responsibility. We have uh, gifts and uh, talents and treasures that we're to use in the church, but we also have gifts, talents and treasures that we're to use outside of the church, understanding that when you really think about the church and think about God, God says, I cannot be confined within the walls of a building. So if God cannot be confined in the walls of a building, then when we are members of the body of Christ, we should not limit God's capacity in dealing with us in different areas of our life. So he deals with us ecclesiastically, and he deals with us in the marketplace. And the two people The ecclesiastical Christian and the marketplace Christian should mirror each other. In other words, you shouldn't be one person at church and then a different person in the marketplace or a different person at home. What does this have to do with being an entrepreneur? Well, an entrepreneur not only is a gift of God to be able to do something to solve problems for other people, but an entrepreneur also understands. And, and even anybody who works in the marketplace that's a believer should understand this. Our worship is our work and our work is our worship. So what am I saying? I'm saying that when we are in the marketplace, we are compelled to work at a capacity that bring God glory, that brings God glory. Okay. And we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I, I want you to understand That not everyone is an entrepreneur, but if you have the entrepreneurial calling, you don't just jump out out there and just start doing it. You uh, pray, you seek the face of God because every path of every entrepreneur is unique. Each entrepreneur has a unique DNA pattern. Some people are able to quit their jobs. Some people are able to quit their jobs. I know one lady who is a Serp queen. I can't remember her full name, but I remember studying about her, uh, she worked literally in her mother's basement, and she is now multi and she created a recipe for syrup while she was in the basement. I remember Tyler Perry's story, he slept in his car, and now you know who Tyler Perry is, so I don't need to tell you the, the film studio he has, and all of the things that he's done in the community, but there. are other stories. There are stories of people that we don't know of, but then we have older entrepreneurs like your George Washington Carvers, um, uh, Thomas Edison, uh, the Wright brothers. There are all kinds of entrepreneurs. The, The young man who invented the cell phone. I could go on and on and on and on about the gifts that God gives people. But when he gives this to us, each of us has to track it according to the DNA specifications of what God is telling you to do. In other words, we have to remember that even though we're an entrepreneur, God gave us the entrepreneurial gift. And so then if it's his gift, then we ought to use it according to his will and his way. So let's talk about the first entrepreneur and we meet him in the Bible. And you may never have looked at it like this, but I just need you to look at the Bible for today out of a another lens. So don't be so spiritual and so deep that you miss this, okay? Uh, Adam was an entrepreneur. Think about it. God develops this track of real estate. He walks him through, shows him the land of Havilah, shows him where the gold is, shows him where the waterways are, the major rivers running through there. He shows him all of the attributes of the land and what each uh, each. Area of land is able to produce. And then he tells them two things. He says in Genesis 2, 15, I want you to tend and keep my garden. And again, the garden was a massive piece of real estate. So if you think about it, Adam was like a real estate agent. Adam was like a landlord, if you will. Adam was uh, the first procurer of land and his job was to be a steward over that land. So let's take the two words, tend. The word ten in the Hebrew means to manage. So he was the manager of the property. Okay. Property manager. Okay. The second thing, the word was keep that God said. I want you to tend and keep. The word ten and I mean, keep in the Hebrew literally means to secure or protect. And so he was the guardian of this garden. So not only when God asks us to do something, does he want us to manage it? But he wants us to protect it. Why? Because it's his. And we have to give it back to him with interest. And that's a whole nother uh, lesson on entrepreneurial uh, development. But I just want you to remember, uh, Adam was that first entrepreneur. Okay? So then we we move on. And, of course, his wife joined the entrepreneurial team. They worked this thing together. Then they messed it up. You know the story. I'm not going to go into all of that. But they had two children. And their children were entrepreneurial. You want to catch this, right? So in Genesis 4-2, it says that Abel was the keeper of the sheep. what is the keeper of the sheep? A shepherd? What is a shepherd? Uh, Usually in those days, these were uh, men or children who worked for their parents. But they were, if you will, in apprenticeships, developing their entrepreneurial gift. Amen? So uh, uh, Abel was a shepherd. His brother Cain was a farmer. He was the tiller of the field. So look at these two brothers. One was a shepherd, one was a farmer. Both had to develop their own systems and put systems in place to protect, to manage uh, the one, the sheep, the other, the land and the, the produce that was being grown in that land. But one understood the true nature of entrepreneurship. And one didn't one understood that when we are blessed by God, that we are to bless God back. When we are blessed by God, we are to bless God back. Now watch this concept. God does not bless us with his least. God always blesses us with his best. That's one of the reasons why it's called a blessing. So, We should, God should then reap what he sows. So uh, Abel understood this concept clearly when it was time to bless God, to thank God. When we bless God, we're literally thanking him for what he's done in our life. He gave his very best. His brother, on the other hand, did not understand entrepreneurship in its fullness and he gave him his least, okay? So when you are an entrepreneur, Your focus needs to be God. That's why we're doing entrepreneurial pursuits with the understanding that we're blessing people for whatsoever we do to the least of these, we do also unto God. So we provide a solution for people and therefore that blesses God. Are, Are you catching this? So if you're getting into this business of being an entrepreneur and it's all about blessing you, you're messing up. You are totally messing up and you're missing the point And you probably won't be as successful. And some people don't understand success. You think you're successful because you are being applauded and lauded by your colleagues and friends. That's not the definition of success. Success is when you are being applauded and lauded by God himself. And only he can tell you that you are doing a good job. See, at the end of the day, when we cross and make transition from this place to heaven, these words are what you want to hear. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And if you're really good, you might hear it before you leave here. So let's let's talk about the this dissension here because Cain wound up killing Abel because he was jealous because of his ability to please God, to show God respect and his inability to do it. So he wound up being cast out. And we go from there to Genesis 4.17 and we find that Cain moved from being a farmer because a good entrepreneur can make transition. If something happens to your business one day, you can either start a new business or you can stay in that field and reduplicate what you did before because that is the strength of an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur has the gift of producing something out of nothing. And I talked about that last week, but watch this. So he goes from being a farmer to a builder of cities. That's a big transition, but it was able to do it. Why? Because God put the gift inside of him. He also began to have great grands and, and grandchildren, great, great grandchildren. Uh, in Genesis four, 19 through 24, we pick up with two of them, uh, One of them's name was Jabal. Jabal too was an entrepreneur, a father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. Well, who dwells in tents and have livestock? Obviously ranchers. And what do they supply? Food, okay? Uh, And they supplied leather and they supply other things that help benefit the lives of people even in today's society. He had a brother. His brother was named Jubal. He was the father of those who play the harp and flute strings and wind instruments. So look at that—the predecessor of the orchestra. But again, these were the forerunners. These were uh, entrepreneurs who were starting something that did not exist. Music soothes the savage soul. You you know the deal. Then there was another brother, uh, another really grandchild, grandchild, great great, great grandchild, uh king an instructor of every craftsman or artisan of bronze and iron. So here we are. We have one who teaches, watch this, he's fruitful. He teaches others how to do what he does, all right? So he masters his seed and then he becomes fruitful by teaching others. That's why we have apprentice. So we can show other people what we do, why? Because the object of being an entrepreneur is to be sustainable because everything God creates in the earth perpetuates itself and it does not stop until he tells it to stop. So if you're running a good business, it's sustainable, transferable to someone else who will come behind you and continue the work, making changes based on the times and seasons that we live in. All right. So their father though, watch this. The father of these guys was, uh, Lamont and he was a murderer and he justified his sins by taking the words of God out of context and applying it in a manner inconsistent with the will of God so when Cain was was exiled God said that if anybody touched him that he they would be punished seven times well uh Lamont killed somebody then said if anybody touched me if that was the rule for Cain then the rule for me is they'll be punished 70 times but of course God didn't say it and this goes gets takes me all the way back to Cain because everybody did something wonderful but here's the problem they were entrepreneurs in their own right But they were not divine entrepreneurs because their entrepreneurial pursuits were not divinely inspired. You don't just want to jump off and do something that God did not tell you to do. If you notice, Adam did what he did because God told him to do it. Obviously, Abel did what he did because God told him to do it. And Cain started off properly doing what God told him to do, except he didn't understand that if God blesses you, then we have the opportunity to bless him back. So let me let me give you four points, and I'm going to close out with something that will bless you, that God gave me about entrepreneurs, particularly for those who have this call in your life, but you are afraid uh, to step out and by faith and do what God is calling you to do. So here are some points for those of you who want to be an entrepreneur. The Bible talks about it, and I'm going to lay it out for you again. Number one, you know these, be fruitful. To be fruitful means to bear fruit. That is understanding and developing the seed that is inside of you to bless other people. In other words, when God gives you the talent, when God gives you a word and tells you to do something, he requires us to be fruitful. Okay? Number two, he requires us to multiply, to increase. So the object or concept of mentoring other people to become fruitful or the act of nurturing or helping other people to reproduce after their own kind to perpetuate, to have to develop sustainability is to multiply. OK, then they're to conquer, to become an expert in your field of study, to control a market, to be the best you can be in terms of, listen, it is working at your own optimum capacity in business doing exceedingly and abundantly above all that you think and that you can think or ask according to the power that work within you god working work in you but you are doing this work to your complete capacity and then of course replenish to feel to give back or restore to give back to the community Build something that benefits the community. Help the poor and the needy or those less fortunate. Never forget to bless God because God is blessing you. And whatsoever you do unto the least of these, you do also unto him. So you can sow a tithe into your church. That's part of replenishing. You can help with ministries that affect change in your community, whether it's providing water, whether it's providing food, whether it's helping the homeless. You can build schools. There's so many different things that you can do when God blesses you with your gifts and talents uh, through your entrepreneurial skills or through just your general marketplace work. So it applies on both sides, but this is part of giving God the glory. Don't just be a taker, be a giver. Don't just be a taker, be a giver. True entrepreneurs are also givers. They develop uh, foundations and and, uh, endowments. The foundations, everyone who has a foundation is required to give 10% to a nonprofit organization. Those nonprofits should benefit other people, should bless other people. Endowments help develop sustainability in organizations. So there's so much that we can do to help other people, and that should be what we want to do at the end of the day. At the end of the day, there's enough for you, and there's also enough for other people. So we're not about just amassing great amounts of money. We're about amassing money with a task assigned to it. Okay. You must have dominion because to be to, to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish and subdue or subdue and replenish is what I call having dominion. You must control your money and your money must not control you. All right. So, and I'll talk about that later. That's a whole nother lesson. So for those of you who are afraid, of the unknown, afraid to jump out into what God has shared and told you to do as it relates to being an entrepreneur. These words are for you. The unknown is the home of God. It is the place where impossibilities and dreams live. It is the place where challenges dissolve and adversity melts in the face of opportunities given to you by God. It is the place where God commands the blessing for those who know him and are loyal to him while they walk upright with him. It is a perfect blend of the conflicts of humanity and the resolution of the divine. Nothing can stand between our God and the plans he has for our lives. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's the creator of all things that exist, seen and unseen, and he wants to be in partnership with us. Embrace the unknown and allow God to get the glory. Listen, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I hope you reach out and hit me at KipNationPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us at Facebook at Kingdom Influencing Podcast or Instagram, Kip Nation Podcast. Uh, on either one of those platforms, we have uh, a place where you can stay in touch with us or DM us or however you need to contact us. If there's something that you want us to do a show on or a topic that you want us to uh, explore, Sometime in the future, there's a possibility that if God leads me, I will definitely pursue that for you. Listen, I want you to make sure that you continue to listen, that you continue to share and you continue to subscribe to subscribe. You are part of Kip Nation if you're listening to this on a regular basis. And we want to increase that by helping people around the world. That only happens if you share this podcast. So, share it with your friends, neighbors, your family, and family, your colleagues, and I want to tell you that I love you. Of course, my wife loves you. Uh, she'll be back soon. Like I said, we're in transition right now, so there's some things that she has to do So before she gets back on the show, but I do want you to know that we want you to influence the nations. Keep listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. God bless